0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a. Well, it's a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. It's kind of ha- uh, We should be happy it's a Tuesday, but I guess we're all maybe a little bit hungover from a Christmas Monday. 608 785 7914. I am Rick Solom. On the phone with me this hour is Jay Heck. He is. I don't know why I said it like that, Jay. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's the executive director of Common Cause Wisconsin, and I brought him on today. You know what, Jay? I just like, do we, do, should we ease into the politics here? Because it's, Christmas was yesterday, and all of a sudden, Tuesday, and first show back, uh, we opened presents, and everybody, you know, like the, the greatest, <laughs> most wonderful time of the year, right? And then, uh, but, but the, the Wisconsin Supreme Court dumped, they did the thing that we always joke about, and, and, and they did the Friday news dump, the late Friday news dump. Uh, I, I feel like that was intentional. They, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that the maps in the in the state, the voting maps, the state assembly, the state uh, senate maps are, <laughs> I'll, I'll quote Janet Protosawich, rigged, and they must be redrawn. I, that, that's not actually what they said, but they said the maps must be redrawn. They did this on a Friday, right before the Christmas weekend, so of course... Did they do that on purpose where, hmm, yeah, we're going to let it stew and nobody's going to hear about this until today when I bring it up, right? You know,
1: it's uh, you never know what the timing is all about, but certainly in this case, um, you never want to get uh, news, especially late on a Friday afternoon, and particularly right before Christmas, because you assume it's going to be bad. Uh, but if you're going to get news, this would be the kind of news that I would get, take every time, because... Uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court, 4-3 uh, to three decision, uh, they declared the current gerrymandered Republican maps that are in place right now for, as you mentioned, Assembly and Senate districts, unconstitutional. And uh, the decision was decisive. It was unambiguous. They said that the current districts that are in place cannot and will not be in place in 2024. And they've ordered a very expedited fast process uh, by which new maps will be drawn either with the legislature and the governor working together or if they can't reach an agreement, uh, <laughs> then having some I have to uh, experts draw I'm remedial maps I'm that will be put gonna, in place for 2024. twenty two. I'm gonna laugh over you. Way.
0: I'm gonna laugh over you while you try to explain the rest of that when the legislature and the governor come together we right. already <laughs> we already did that, was, that, in the that legislature. that was meant
1: to be that was meant to be sarcasm.
0: yeah right know, like right. Su- pol- hashtag sarcasm the, because the, we just did this a year what last year less than a year ago the wisconsin governor or the governor of wisconsin tony evers and the legislature get together they draw the maps and they agree upon them and they didn't and then there was a big process where the governor had his maps committee and the legislature had their maps and Ah uh, man, it's all coming back to me. The Wisconsin Supreme well, Court then added some rules. Well, you know, added it was worse rules. than
1: that because I'll be, although the governor vetoed the Republican map, yes, the conservative majority on the Wisconsin Supreme Court just just pushed the governor aside, basically uh, ignored him, and chose the maps that Robin Voss uh, uh, and Devin LeMahieu, the Republican leaders, drew the most gerrymandered maps in the country and put them in place. But because the maps were, that they chose are unconstitutional on a couple of bases, mm-hmm. uh, we, the, most, the most egregious we'll that we'll the court minute. found was that there have, they have all these non-connecting, uh, what we call islands, stuck in the middle of, of 50 of the 99 assembly districts and 20 of the 33 state State districts.
0: Yeah, essentially these maps
1: are absolutely no good. We can't use them.
0: So we have a district and then you draw a circle in in the middle of a district and you make that somebody else's district that's connected to somewhere else, like somewhere outside of that. It's it's hard. It's an island district. Like Jill, I, I you know it's a, I'm 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 in a bad place where I don't think there's a good example here, but like let's just say that um you know who's a who's a Republican just south of here. I'm trying to think of the the west side of the state's Republicans. But you just well, just north is Oldenburg. Yeah, uh, up so Baroqua. So uh, yeah. you have Oldenburg's district, which is you know Republican. But you you grab, you grab like the city there, and you put a circle around it, and then you make that Jill Billings district, right, or right. something something ridiculous like. like that. But 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 it's funny and, because we and we'll take a break here in a second. But the the conservative justices, you know, in their rebuttals or whatever, their the 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 court their court statements, you know, um what was it? Ziegler accused the majority of judicial activism on steroids and said the court the court of four takes a wrecking ball to the law. And Rebecca Bradley in her dissent, there's the word I was looking for, dissent, referred to the liberal majority as handmaidens of the Democratic Party saying they trample the rule of law, dishonor the institution of the judiciary and undermine democracy. Uh, Brian Hagedorn, and another conservative Wisconsin Supreme Court justice, said it's a sad turn for the Wisconsin Supreme Court and added, today the court dives headlong into politics, choosing to wield the power it has has while it has it. Uh, Wisconsinites searching for an institution unpolluted by partisan warfare will not find Rick, it here. It's hilarious. It's hilarious.
1: Because Rick, these, just- are the, these are the same three conservative justices who, along with uh, Patience Rogansack, who's now off the court... Uh, took a wrecking ball (laughs) to Wisconsin two years ago, uh, engaged in judicial activism on steroids when they ignored the governor's veto of the maps that were drawn by the Republican majority. They just disregarded it, which you can't do. That's unconstitutional. And they chose the most partisan maps in the country. So their outrage is hypocritical and it's selective, and it's, as you mentioned, Hilarious. Well,
0: I'm I'm curious when when they did that, they didn't say that, but the, when they did that, t- what you said two years ago has it been two years already since we did this whole process? Yeah. Or well, or? it's
1: actually 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 it was early 2022,
0: so yeah, it'll okay. be almost two years. Okay. When they did that, did, were the liberals on the court saying the same kind of things like wrecking ball to the Constitution? And did they? No. So they didn't have no, these outlandish the, quotes.
1: What the progressives? What the progressives said two years ago is that you have done some unconstitutional things. You've ignored the governor's veto. The governor in the Wisconsin Constitution has a role in the redistricting process. You can't just ignore him and choose the maps that he vetoed. that's that's unconstitutional. And they also said that uh, what you've done is you've drawn the most partisan, maps in the country that don't reflect the will of the voters at See, all. This
0: is the problem with Those, Democrats or liberals or whatever you want to call them because the the, the court is <laughs> quote-unquote unpartisan or bipartisan, or nonpartisan, my bet, unpartisan would be a better term for this. Um, they should be like, you just took a cannonball to the gut of Wisconsin <laughs> Governor Tony Evers. They should just use different metaphors to get their, you know, opinions out, their outlandish opinions out there, uh, use, <laughs> use made-up cliches and stuff like that, a wrecking ball to the Constitution. What does that look like? Or a wrecking ball to the law or something, you know, like, can we put that into real terms? We have the law and here's a wrecking ball. Like where, uh, Justice Ziegler, where did, does that happen? Like, let's let's let's, let's, let's do that I think in real got that life. From, the,
1: from a Molly Cyrus uh, country music song, yeah, wrecking yeah. ball, isn't there something
0: oh, like that? I yeah, Miley si- You're confusing Miley Cyrus's dad, Billy Ray the country music oh, star okay. with Miley Cyrus the I would say pop star but anyway all right j Hex going to hang out this hour 608 785 7914 is the talking text line shoot me a text new maps coming before the next election next year for the presidential election and all the senate and all the the, the assembly which is always on the on the ballot the whole senate is and we'll we'll talk about uh, the arguments against that too, as well. From, by the way,
1: the whole Senate is not. That was. That's not in
0: the decision. But we'll discuss that. Oh, I'm. I'm wrong there. Okay, uh, my bad. All right, we'll be back just, in a minute. Just
1: half the Senate. Yeah. Okay. We clawed, we it's your song, Jay. In we jumped, <laughs> never why.
0: Oh, is this is Wrecking Ball. Oh yeah. Miley Cyrus, the country music. Song. <laughs> Oh god. All right, I think well, I
1: heard this like too
0: many times. This is a great song. I actually play it once in a while as my uh just come back music. I like Miley Cyrus. I don't care what anyone says. I Six, do too, actually. I like her too. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Getting back into the Christmas spirit by just throwing out the fact that we're happy for the holidays. Holidays are over, Christmas is over. We're going right deep diving right into politics. J Heck. Executive Director of Common Cause Wisconsin is going to hang out this hour. Is it is hanging out this hour? We're talking about the new legislative maps. Okay, so I got this wrong. That we're not. We're, by Miley. Uh, we're not going to get all new Senate maps. Uh, we're just just the ones that are up for re-election. So no big. Is that weird? Because we're good, the districts that they're in aren't going to be the districts that they're in, <laughs> the the ones that are serving out their four-year terms. Um, for for the senators because will will they serve in the district the their new district how does that work well it could be it just depends
1: on to what extent the new maps change the existing districts I mean there'll be some changes made to many districts no doubt but uh, what the what the uh, majority in the Wisconsin Supreme Court determined was that even though the plaintiffs wanted all Senate seats all thirty three. Up for election in 2024, they decided that that was a step too far to order elections for senators who had just been elected uh, two years ago. But the even-numbered districts, which includes the La Crosse area, the 32nd Senate District, uh, that will be there'll be some changes made to that, no doubt, and there will be uh, that, that will certainly be up for election in in 2024. So we'll yeah. so we'll see. But that's a, I would say that's kind of a minor. I mean, that's the, the main thing is that. All 99, half the state Senate, and new maps. And by the way, Rick, here's, here's something very important for your listeners to know. This is going to happen very fast. We are looking at maps having to be submitted in January, and then basically a decision made, either choosing the legislature's maps with the governor's approval, or having new maps drawn by experts in place by February. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's submitted by February, and then the court will have until only March 15th to make a final determination. Because after March 15th, that's when the uh, clock starts ticking towards the election. Yeah, we got Nomination papers, candidates, all that other stuff. Okay, so there's, so many,
0: there's so many like things swirling in my head that I want to get your take on, but I do have a text sure. from Kevin. On the, on the fact that, so we we're redrawing the maps because there's these weird island districts that just kind of are disrepresentative to the, or unrepresentative to the rest of the district. They just kind of, they're islands. Um, so Kevin says, weren't those quote-unquote islands in existence for the last 50 years? If so, why were they allowed for this long? Question mark. Well, I guess I don't need to write, I don't need to say question mark.
1: It's a it's a, it's a great question. Uh, the, the short answer is that there were never islands to the extent that they... Uh, Republicans put them in in 2011, and then even more so in 2021. I mean, there's, as I mentioned, 50 of the 99 assembly districts have these unconnected islands in them, and 20 of the 33 Senate districts. So, so that's a problem. The other problem is that uh, nobody has ever challenged it, either Republicans or Democrats, on the basis uh, of constitutionality, and it's clearly unconstitutional. It's in the text of the Constitution that every part of a legislative district must be connected. They all have to touch each other. Therefore, islands are unconstitutional. So, you know, the, the courts don't decide or take a case until someone files a challenge. Yeah, And this is the first time there's ever been a challenge filed and, in this
0: space. And I'll just add, right, the, the conservatives held the Supreme Court for the last 16 years, so... Yeah. Uh, Republicans drew these maps without contest, contest without a contest from Democrats because they held the whole government in like the 2010, 11 timeline, and then uh, took control of the Supreme Court probably a little bit after that, and have held it since then. Now, there was probably lawsuits in like 2011 and 12, I would assume, but not on this basis.
1: No, no, much, much more minor. And by the way, the Supreme Court was conservative from 2007.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. To just
1: last. To, to just last oh, yeah. to April, and the Republicans, as you mentioned, have been in solid control. Well, they were from 2011 to 2019, and then Governor Evers, of course, came in and elected in 2018, and he's been able to you know, block some of the Republican stuff. But yeah. My, been,
0: ma- my math, not, not great, not great on uh, just starting the week here. Um, oh, that makes perfect sense, it. though, because the Republicans drew the maps in 2010-11, right around there. Before that, the maps weren't as contentious. Or maybe, no, or maybe you're
1: gerrymandered.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Or, or because if you're a Republican had there, government before 2011. But if you're we a Republican had,
0: there, you're saying yeah. they were gerrymandered to Democrats and therefore the Supreme Court. You know what I mean? Like, you just, I mean, the, the argument there is why, you know, the always the argument is why, well, that is a whole different argument. But did, did Republicans have any problems with the maps prior to 2010?
1: Uh, well, they, no, they didn't because they weren't gerrymandered. They were, uh, they were fair. They were competitive. And by the way, as I always like to remind your listeners: Republicans gained control of the Wisconsin legislature in the in the 2010 elections because we didn't have gerrymandered maps. Right. Because they had a chance to win, and they were able to sweep control of both chambers of the legislature and the governor. And then when they gerrymandered the maps in 2011, it, they made it impossible for control ever to change out of Republican hands by the way they drew the maps.
0: We're speaking with uh, Executive Director of Wisconsin Common Cause, Jay Heck, or Common Cause, Wisconsin, sorry. Um, okay, Jay, let's let's go back to the argument that um, the Wisconsin Supreme Court made this ruling, we're going to get new maps. Uh, Robin Voss said some stuff. He said... Um, Let's see here. He said it's super unlikely that he'll move against impeaching Janet Protasiewicz. Too late now for that, I guess he doesn't care anymore, right? They, he said he this Thursday, no legal
1: basis. <laughs> right? But on That's Thursday,
0: right. he said this. He kind of came out with a bunch of different things. I, I think yeah. he knew the court decision was coming out on a, on a news dump Friday before the Christmas weekend, and he said a bunch of things on Thursday before that. Uh, 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 yeah. One of those saying, "I'm not going to impeach Janet Protasiewicz." Well, because the, they've already made their decision, so there's no re- reason to impeach her, right? They've the court has come through. and Now he doesn't care about impeachment. But um, the the idea that Robert Voss did say, though, um, let's see here. Voss called it a sad day for our state and suggested it would be appealed, saying the U.S. Supreme Court would have the final say. So when you say that um, the the new maps have to be submitted, this timeline is very short, and the Republicans in the le- still control the legislature, they will draw new maps, right?
1: Well, they—they they, here's the, what the court said: that it's up to the legislature if they want to draw new maps now, to do so. But the maps have to be approved by the governor. So, yes. in other words, they would have to work with the governor and the Democrats to put forward fair, bipartisan maps. Okay, I got a theory. And if that I got does a not happen, then the court will have experts of their choosing draw what we call remedial maps that will be put in place and will be the maps under which the 2024 elections are run. So there's pressure on Voss to work with the governor if he doesn't want these remedial maps drawn by experts to be put in place. On the other hand, what he's also counting on is he has said that he hopes that he would then be able to appeal the decision that the Supreme Court makes and the maps they put in place to the U.S. Supreme Court, which has a six-three conservative majority. Well, you're you're stepping on my to theory here. To them.
0: You're stepping on my. I want to get to you. I want to give you my theory here. So the last time, two years ago, we drew these maps. Um, Republicans submitted them, and they got thrown out. And then the Supreme Court, the Wisconsin Supreme Court, said, "Draw new maps, right?" Governor Evers, your team draw maps. Whoever wants to draw maps, and we'll take the best drawings, right?
1: Uh, what happened was that the Republicans passed their maps. Governor Evers vetoed the Republican maps. The Wisconsin Supreme Court then chose maps submitted by the governor. And because they were what they had least change, the least amount of change. Hagedorn, a conservative, sided with the progressives, and they chose the governor's maps. And then the Republicans, a boss, appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the U.S. Supreme Court ordered the Wisconsin Supreme Court to go back and then the conservatives switch Haganwin switch and they chose Boston's map. So it was a convoluted that, process, but the point is that the US Supreme Court go back did and, have some involvement in it.
0: Right, but that's just the funny thing is what what did the US Supreme Court do? Shake its fist at the Wisconsin Supreme Court and say, "Hey, that we can't take the Democrat maps." <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what they
1: did because of their uh, their their 6-3 conservative majority. All right. And keep in mind, national politics uh, is is driving the U.S. Supreme Court, and they know that Wisconsin's one of those critical battleground states. So, uh, so you know, I mean, anyone that tells you that there wasn't politics involved at the very highest levels of the U.S. Supreme Court uh, is, you know, living in the last century, I'm afraid.
0: But, so, what, but what I'm trying to get at is the, the Republicans drew their maps last time, two years yeah. ago, and they drew them in their favor, probably more in their favor than in 2010. And then they Correct. got the, the the coalition drew its maps, governor's coalition, and then they were selected. But then Correct. there was a part here where they, hey, you know, we're not going to take those resubmit maps. And the the Republicans could have redrawn the maps to be a little bit more fair, if you want to say it, or a little bit lesser of a lease change or more of a lease change. Um, but they all they did was just submit their same maps, right? When the teacher says, this isn't good enough, redo your homework, you got to, you got to change some stuff. And then they just turn in the same paper again. That's kind of, and because the Wisconsin or the U S Supreme court just said, eh, well, you know, just take the other maps. It's kind of right. Something like that.
1: Well, I don't know that they had an opportunity to redraw the maps. I mean, they submitted their maps and passed them. The governor vetoed them. And, but, but Boston, the Republicans stuck by those. maps. They didn't want them changed. So So here's my theory. You're right.
0: So here's my theory now is they're going to have, they have their maps. They're already drawn. Yep. And yeah. uh, when the, the Wisconsin yeah. Supreme Court says, you guys can't, they're just going to submit the same maps to the governor right now. The governor will go, no. And the governor no. will
1: veto them. And he the- would, he'd not veto them. They would not, what happens is they would not come to an agreement. Yes. And then the, the Wisconsin Supreme Court would say, okay, so since you're not doing that, you're not coming to an agreement. Here's the maps that will be in place, and they have two experts that they have hired uh, who have done this before in states where this is yep. a problem. Okay, just Virginia, wait, just wait. We'll get in,
0: we'll get into that in a minute. But but what will happen Sorry. is those that whole process will get. We won't even care about that because then the U.S. Supreme Court will come out and go. we we'll just we're just going to take the maps that the Republicans drew the way we drew it, the way with this process worked two years ago. What are we doing? And it all and that lawsuit will basically be for nothing.
1: That's what Voss is. That's what Voss is counting on, and th- that, those are the statements he's made uh, as late as last week, and right after the court handed down their decision on Friday, and even over the weekend, he said the U.S. Supreme Court will have the last word. Now. It's not 100 percent guaranteed that the U.S. Supreme Court will take the case. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get their, to that in a pa- minute. Based on their past yep. performance, yeah, they, they likely will. All right,
0: we got to take a break. We're going to continue this conversation. If you want to shoot us a text about these, this whole map making process, the rigged maps, the the gerrymandered maps, Wisconsin's voting maps, however you want to describe it, 608-785-7914 is the talk of text on. So we'll be back with Jay Heck in a bit. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Zillum. Uh on the On the phone with me is Jay Heck. He's the executive director of Common Cause Wisconsin, and we'll just do this. You know, Jack, I usually make you do this, but we just it was like awkward because Christmas and like a dive, deep diving into politics right away, and it just kind of skipped over this. But we did have someone actually, though. The same Kevin is is Wisconsin Common Cause a partisan organization? Who funds them? So, and I know you're nonpartisan, but do you just want to talk a little bit about the your your group and and your sure. your standing in politics? I guess,
1: sure. Happily, uh, we're a 50 year old organization, founded by actually a Republican in a 1970, uh, national organization in Washington D.C. John Gardner, and uh, we're, we don't we don't advocate for candidates, we don't uh, endorse candidates, we don't support candidates. What we support is democracy. And we, we support the ability to be able to vote, the ability, the ability to be able to have districts that are not gerrymandered to favor one party or the other. As I've told Rick many times, my counterpart in the state of Illinois, uh, uh, Common Cause Illinois, is just saying the exact same thing about the Democrats and how they have gerrymandered the bejesus out of Illinois for the last 40 years and made elections totally unfair so that Republicans will never have a chance to be able to uh, control either chamber of the legislature. That's the argument that we're making here in Wisconsin. And by the way, if it was the other way around, you can be certain that I would be screaming and yelling about them as well, just as I did when Jim Doyle was governor and he refused to do anything uh, about campaign finance reform. He was totally irresponsible in that respect. So this is a question of power. It's not a question of partisan politics. And voters in Wisconsin just do not have uh, the same choices uh, when they're voting for the legislature as they do when they're voting statewide. We vote for governor. It's not gerrymandered because it's all the votes in Wisconsin. And that's why we have 50-50 elections, very close elections for governor, for the presidency, for elections uh, it's solved by less than 25,000 votes uh, since 2000 in Wisconsin. So it's gerrymandering that happens at the state legislative level. Who funds Common Cause? We don't get very much funding. We're funded by our membership. Uh, we have about 7,000 members and activists in the state, uh, people given 10 bucks. Twenty bucks, uh, but I do get a couple of five hundred dollar contributions from time to time. That's nice. Uh, so we're not funded by the political parties. Nobody's nobody funds us. We do this because we care about democracy. If a, uh, if and a again, political if you don't party believe me, uh, just look at what the, the the work we're doing in Illinois or Maryland or some of these Democratic states that have also gerrymandered uh, and, and made it impossible for people to get. Uh, be able to have their their voice uh, heard if they vote for republicans.
0: What okay so what's the the we all when there's when it's campaign time this will come eventually the The Illinois governor, do you know his name off the top of your head? I guess I could. Yeah, J.V. Pritzker. And it's always like the billionaire Illinois governor or something, right? That or millionaire, right? He's real rich. <laughs> well, the last two governors have been billionaires. That's right. okay. So th- it's always the argument that the billionaire governor comes to Wisconsin and, and funds some of these elections. If the billionaire governor in Illinois gave Common Cause Wisconsin or Common Cause Illinois a check, would you guys take it?
1: Well, we might take an individual check, but 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 we would. You know, it wouldn't be a lot for a lot. I mean, we would take a thousand dollar check, sure, but we wouldn't, uh, but we, 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 he would not be able to come in, and nor would he. I mean, he doesn't like us. <laughs> a common cause in Illinois is a cancer, and we have criticized J.B. Pritzker for not supporting an yeah. end to gerrymandering. Well, he doesn't there. like so, you, you know.
0: He doesn't like you in Illinois, but he loves you here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he cuts you a check no, for 10, uh, $10 million dollars. <laughs> You know, like I
1: don't well, know. Well, wait a minute. What does that say that if if a governor if if a governor of one party likes me in the state because I support democracy, well, then another governor in another state ought to like uh, my counterpart in Illinois for liking yeah. democracy. That just isn't the case. It's just they don't they don't give us money because they like what we do about politics. You know, and we don't get money from politicians. I
0: mean, it just doesn't happen. So, you know, All right, so one uh, of the we're, arguments... We're not going
1: to get money from J.B. Pritzker,
0: don't worry. <laughs> you you hinted at this. One of the arguments, in even if Illinois had regular maps, there would be, I, I assume, based on... Okay, so no, let's start this. Even if Wisconsin had just not gerrymandered maps, there would be a, a right leaning based on most of... A lot of Democrats live in Milwaukee. A lot of Democrats live in Madison. I would say maybe even La Crosse Eau Claire. It just kind of leans the way... The way the state lives, the maps are going to lean right anyway. In yep. Illinois, the Democrats have somehow rigged the maps for themselves. But in my yep. head, I'm thinking like Chicago is going to be the giant source of Democratic votes. I don't even know. I, I clearly, just my geography in Illinois, I don't know where the next giant Democratic city would be. But how do they rig it in Illinois where Democrats have all the power when I'm, I'm guessing they, the, the, there's only one giant center for those votes. Does every district just take a little piece of Chicago?
1: Well, Chicago does branch out, and of course the suburbs of Chicago, uh, which used to be Republican, heavily Republican, have trended like uh, the Milwaukee suburbs, uh, Democratic over the years. So, so Illinois has become a more Democratic state, generally speaking. But what they do uh, it, they, it, the class, classic example is what they did to Adam Kinzinger, who is a Republican uh, uh, congressman from Rockford, uh, represented northwestern Illinois. The, the Democrats totally dismantled his district and made it impossible for him uh, to win again by, as you mentioned, just tentacles and connecting pieces and salamanders and snakes. And they do that regularly to Republican districts. Uh, downstate, what we call downstate Illinois. Uh, so, yeah, they have a lock on on the mm-hmm. legislature in Illinois, just as Republicans have done the same kind of uh, gerrymandering. And, look, here's the point. The point is that it should, you know, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're ill-served by a legislature that doesn't have competitive elections. Because if they don't have competitive elections, they don't have to listen to you, and they don't have to, they can ignore Everybody, they can ignore all their taxpayers because they don't have to worry about what's going to happen to them in an election. All right, so that's so, why you want to have fair maps.
0: So the Wisconsin Supreme Court was just reset a little bit, made a decision late Friday before Christmas weekend, and put it out. And then, and, and you know, we all went home for the weekend before we even really talked about it till today. Uh, to, that the voting maps were rigged. Essentially, I'm just using my phrasing uh, so people can understand that the voting maps are rigged towards th- because of these island districts. So we got to redraw the maps. Are there rules, and not even just now? Oh, okay, well, how about now? I, I don't know which way to go. Are there rules? Okay, two years ago, the Wisconsin Supreme Court made rules: at least change maps. You can't change the maps too much when you redraw them. But in general, are there rules to drawing the maps? Like in 2010-11, where Republicans drew them, was there any like, hey, you you need to follow some guidelines to redrawing these maps? Aside from don't Hi. make island districts, apparently. But but could, was there any was there any governor? Like uh, on a car, like Governor, to changing the maps then or ever
1: well, no, because the uh, the Constitution in Wisconsin leaves it up to the legislature to determine and draw the maps and doesn't isn't particularly specific about uh, some of the things that have to be done, but so so this court case though uh, they they overturned the Republican maps not because they favor Republicans or because they're partisan, but because they're unconstitutional, because you can't have these islands. And so that is the reason. And also because the governor was ignored in the legislative process. And the Constitution says the governor does have a voice in the redistricting process. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court, when it was controlled by the conservatives, just ignored the governor. And that's unconstitutional, because the governor, whether you like him or not, has to have a say in so, how the maps are drawn.
0: So I know with we, veto power. I, I know in 2010, 11, we make this this case that there, when they were drawing the maps, it was like in a locked room, and you had to yeah. sign non disclosure agreements to get in there, and Democrats weren't allowed in there. Are you saying like no. part of this process is the governor should have to be allowed to be in that room at some point, even if he has to sign a <laughs> non disclosure?
1: No, the the the, the legislature ha- in under the Wisconsin Constitution has the ability to draw the maps, but the governor has, through his veto authority, the ability to be able to approve the maps or not. Yeah. And he vetoed the maps in 2021 and uh, 2022, and uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ignored that veto and ultimately just said, okay, the Republican maps that were vetoed were going to put in place. So they're unconstitutional on that basis. Oh, okay. And they're unconstitutional... on the basis of the fact that there are these islands that are that have that are many more than we've ever had before uh, in a, a redistricting process.
0: Well, like so an island, basis. Jay. Like an island, it grows because it's usually a volcano, right? And it just keeps bubbling <laughs> up. So it gro- islands just grow <laughs> in general. I think that's that's I, that's what I know from geography. We're doing a lot of geography. Well, that's geology, I think, more than geography. It turns into geography eventually <laughs> when we have to remake the maps. Um, Okay, this gets back to my like Republicans didn't do like their homework when the teacher said, hey, you got to redo your homework. You got to redraw the maps because the governor vetoed them. And then they just resubmitted the same exact maps. And then the Supreme, the Wisconsin Supreme Court flipped because the U.S. Supreme Court shook its fist and said, don't you make us. Um, And so they didn't do their homework. And so that that helps because that makes that makes better. That makes better sense to when now these maps are unconstitutional based on two things, not just the island thing. But based on the fact that Republicans didn't even they ignored the veto and just resubmitted the same maps, Um, because in my head, in my head, if it was just based on the islands and I understand there could be a domino thing here. But if it was just based on the island districts, you would just fill those islands in with whatever district you're in and uh, and then like, you know, loop it around the outside of the island or the outside of the district. And that would make up for it. But I think a domino effect would change. That would still change every district. I'm, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, you know it's uh, it, and it is the uh, it's what it's what's called the separation of powers doctrine in the Wisconsin Constitution, which is one of the other bases in which this lawsuit was was brought. And although the majority opinion really talks most about the contiguity and the and the island issue, uh, there's no question that the governor's being ignored and his veto being ignored uh, is part of this process. And that is why the court is ordered that the legislature can still draw the maps right away in the next month, but they have to do it preferably in consultation with the governor because otherwise the governor will just veto the Republican maps if they just submit submit the same maps again, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's 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 the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. And that's what would happen if well, that's if that's what the Republicans choose well, and that,
0: do. And Jay, we're going to talk about that when we come back. The definition of insanity, no. But like the idea that we've been doing this since we started doing the process of how we draw the maps, the only time that, uh, the, like what, it's about 70 years we've been drawing the maps this way, 75? 70- 70 years? Yeah, roughly. Roughly 70 years. Okay, so I want to ask you when we come back how many times the, the process has actually worked, and also I want to talk about how stupid the process is and why the, I, don't, I just don't understand who decided that this was a good process. But we gotta we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute.
1: Turn the mic out. There we go. All right,
0: welcome back to the Crosstalk PM 608. Seven eight five seven nine one four Jay Heck from Common Cause Wisconsin. He's the executive director, not just from. He runs the show. Um and, and is there fifty common causes? I, I was gonna say Wisconsin, but clearly there's not fifty of those. But do you do you run in every state? Not
1: every, but uh probably thirty three states out of fifty. For instance, you'll be surprised to know we don't have a, a chapter in Wyoming.
0: <laughs> no, what about Iowa? Common cause Iowa or is there no fight there? There is no, believe it or not, we do not
1: have a chapter in Iowa, but we do in Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, Indiana,
0: you know, Ohio, well, Wisconsin, and and I'm I'm inching towards the Iowa model. If you want to, you want you understand where I'm going here. That's interesting though. I like, even, and there was even a little bit of a fight with the Iowa draw maps. But okay, so we're we're talking about the Wisconsin Supreme Court's decision on a late on a Friday, right before Christmas weekend. So we got three days to stew on this. And, and didn't even think about it, if, you, if anyone else does, like the holidays, it's three days long, um, that they, the, 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 no, the uh, state voting maps, so your assembly, your senate representatives, their maps are, are essentially quote-unquote rigged. That's my quote. Um, and, and so based on a couple of different things, the governor wasn't involved in the process, they ignored him, and also that the districts, some of these districts are, are in islands, and that doesn't make any sense. They don't touch the rest of their district. So we've drawn new maps, but this this process of drawing the maps is a little bit ridiculous. And I don't know who thought of this, but we we said uh, whoever wins an election, whatever party wins an election in a particular year every decade, you get to determine how the maps are going to go for the next decade. Um, that's really stupid, and wh- like, why why did anyone think that that was a good idea?
1: Well, I, again, the the issue is goes back a number of years, but. We uh, we did not have uh, one party in control as the Republicans were in 2011 when they did the first partisan gerrymandering of legislative and congressional districts. For 50 years prior to 2011, we'd always had divided governor, uh, government, Republicans, Democrats controlling the governorship, legislature, one house, two, whatever. And they always had to reach a compromise on the drawing of the state legislative, and congressional maps. And so if there was a dispute and it went to the courts, it generally went to the federal courts and the, and the dispute was minor and the changes made by the federal courts were very minor. Uh, and again, it, but we never had partisan gerrymandering. We always, and that's why controlled Wisconsin legislature and congressional seats switched back and forth pretty regularly uh, from 1950 to 90, to 2000. Uh, 10. I mean, for 60 years, we we were the most evenly divided two-party state, not just in presidential elections, but in the legislature, uh, Congress, and all the rest. So so that was, but that changed once the Republicans won unified control in 2011. And so for the past two cycles, uh, 2011, they had total control. And then in 2021, they did not have total control, There was a Democratic governor who vetoed the Republican maps, and then the Wisconsin Supreme Court said, well, we don't care. We're going to say that let the Republicans control it anyway. This is when the conservatives controlled the Wisconsin Supreme Court, and now they don't control it anymore. And it's come back to haunt them because they can't just ignore the governor. He has a constitutional right to be able to veto the maps and that has to count for something, and it was ignored. So that's why we are where we are. And And we're going to have new maps. The question is what they're going to look like, uh, because this court has made it very clear that the existing maps that are in place cannot be in place for 2024. The only question is whether or not the United States Supreme Court, with its 6-3 majority, is going to come in and decide to change uh, the outcome of this decision. Come and in. That's what Robin Voss and some Republicans are hoping will happen. Yeah, we'll come say, in. Come in know.
0: again, Jay. Come in again because when we did this two years ago, the U.S. Supreme Court came in and you know either I don't know if they shook their fist at the Wisconsin, the conservatives on the Wisconsin Supreme Court, or just gave them the stink eye. Like, what are you guys doing over there? You better flip to the maps the Republicans drew. And then they did. They flipped because we initially we took Governor Evers' team's maps, which is stupid. Why would we take the governor's maps? But then they they stink-eyed the Wisconsin Supreme Court to say, no, take the Republican-draw maps, which is stupid. Why would we take one party's maps for the for the district? The whole process is is, is ridiculous. But because that whole process is ridiculous and because there was a lawsuit uh, prior to this lawsuit's decision, we had a couple of things, and we just got a couple of minutes, Jay, but— We had a couple of things happening. First of all, Robin Voss, the Republican leader of the the legislature, said, you know, we're going to impeach that Supreme Court justice that gave you the liberal majority because we're going to lose all our power. And when he saw that, that was a losing notion. Then he said, hey, we're going to come up with this Iowa model that Wisconsin Common Cause and everybody in the country loves. We're going to we're going to create the Iowa model because, oh, no, if we have this lawsuit, we're going to lose power. So let's create, quote unquote, the Iowa model but it's not the Iowa model, but if we call it that, everyone loves it. Jay Heck won't look into it. He'll just go, Iowa model, I love it. <laughs> and we'll do that because their power, their, their power is threatened. So they're doing all these like backpedaling. Oh no, let, yes. we're gonna impeach Janet and we're gonna create an Iowa model. And and that that talk has disappeared now and probably won't appear again because the, the Wisconsin Supreme Court made a decision. And now they're putting all their uh, all their bread in a basket. Is that the cliche? Uh, on the, the idea yeah. that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to do the stink eye, shake their fist at the Wisconsin Supreme Court or just whatever. They're going to come in. Actually, they're going to come thundering in and make the decision for us now, the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, that That's it's just a funny like backpedaling. And now now they're kind of they've stopped backpedaling and now they're running forward with this. Like, screw you, exactly. the U.S. Supreme Court, you know, with all the Trump nominated judges are are, are going to take over and decide this for us.
1: That, that's a that's a pretty uh, colorful but accurate summation of uh, of what's happened. I'm, I, trying, to, be clear, though. Jay, I'm trying to Jay. I'm trying to do it as colorful Iowa model that the that, that the Republicans tried to push through uh, this past fall uh, was not the Iowa model. It was a it was a partisan Republican version of Iowa that just was modeled a little bit after Iowa, but ultimately still left Robin Voss and the Republicans in charge of redistricting at the end of the day. So it wasn't a nonpartisan model. So let's just be clear about that. And we did not support what they did, and nor did anybody else. I mean, in fact, in fact, there's a number of Republicans that support that. So you're right, that's probably
0: dead. All right, I got one one other thing real quick. I just got a minute the the if the somebody has to an outside entity has to draw the maps there's been talk of the group that drew the new york maps coming in to draw the wisconsin maps and republicans are like no no new york because democrats but the group that drew the new york maps screwed the democrats or you know uh, praised democracy because they threw out the democratic gerrymander in new york that group will come in and draw the wisconsin maps most likely so that's a good thing right
1: Well, it's not a group. It's an expert, and it's uh, one from New York and one from Virginia. And in the case of the New York maps, yes, the New York legislature overwhelmingly Democratic drew congressional maps that vastly favored the Democrats, and the experts came in and drew maps, and the Republicans picked up five Republican seats. So what we're looking for here is fairness. We're not looking for a Democratic tilt or a Republican tilt. We're looking for simple fairness. And I guess Robin Voss and some of the Republicans fear fairness because they're going to do everything they can to make sure that this doesn't happen in Wisconsin. But I'm giving it a good shot. I, I think that at the end of the day, uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court decision is going to stand and we're going to have fairer maps, not, not Democratic maps. But fair maps.
0: Look at you. Look at you with your holiday spirit. And yeah, I'm giving it it a fair (laughs) shot.
1: (laughs) And I haven't even had any holiday spirits yet. Bleep
0: that, Jay. The U.S. Supreme Court is going to come in and just go, nope. And they're just going to snap their fingers and we're just going to go back to the gerrymander maps that we have. Because that's how this all works now. It's not 50 years ago, Jay. I know your group's been around 50 years, but that's not how it's going to go. All right. Jay Heck is with Common Cause Wisconsin. He's the executive director. Jay, thanks for hanging out for this hour, man. Thanks. Appreciate it.
1: And thanks for being Ebenezer Scrooge.
0: (laughs) Yeah.